insights from the world's best medical minds. This is therightdoctors.com. Welcome to the special COVID-19 pandemic podcast on therightdoctors.com. Today we have with us an eminent cardiologist who has done over 5000 radio frequency ablations for arrhythmia and 1500 device implants. Dr. Ullas Pandurangi is chief division of cardiac electrophysiology and pacing at Madras Medical Mission Hospital and founder of the Arrhythmia Heart Failure Academy. He runs the largest remote monitoring unit of cardiac implantable electronic devices from the Madras Medical Mission in India. In this podcast, I present to our audiences Dr. Ullas Pandurangi from the Madras Medical Mission Hospital, Chennai. Sir, let me begin by asking you about how this lockdown is affecting patients suffering from heart disease, especially those with pacemakers and defibrillators for whom visits to the clinic are mandatory. How are you reassuring them and when are you calling them for a pacemaker check? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have been uh, witnessing an unprecedented and very, very serious healthcare scenario in the country. My heart goes out to all those patients who have been uh, treated uh, in the past and now they are at home and they feel actually quite nervous and anxious because they must have had their appointments uh, with uh, their physicians, their cardiologists during this uh, lockdown period. Uh, but um, as our Prime Minister has told and the world leaders have uh, advised that the lockdown only is the most effective measure to tackle against this pandemic. And uh, fortunately, the grace of the Almighty, we are not yet witnessing uh, the kind of a scenario where all our healthcare facilities, the clinics and the hospitals, uh, fortunately have not been inundated with increasing number of uh, serious patients getting admitted. And I hope and I pray uh, that we do not witness and we follow uh, this uh, lockdown advisory given to us uh, by the government authorities. It is uh, true uh, that uh, um, thousands of our patients um, who had their so-called appointments uh, with us at the Madras Medical Mission might be feeling nervous and anxious because uh, during this lockdown period uh, their travel to our center uh, is restricted. My advice to them uh, is that it is far better to stay back at home rather than exposing themselves and uh, acquiring uh, the infection uh, because the heart patients who are usually uh, elderly um, and then they are the ones who are most predisposed to acquire this infection and these are the people who may suffer uh, the adverse events more uh, frequently. So my advice to them is not to panic and I also join with them that this lockdown period when it gets over it doesn't get extended and uh, they stay at home and they, and they are safe. Uh, there are situations where they need to come to us 
but then they need to understand that even in our hospitals and in many other hospitals we are not going to be doing uh, most of the times any operations or any interventions we are also going to handle them with most likely with some conservative management by giving them some medication and then probably observing them in one of the rooms we will not be able to do really nothing more than what they actually do for themselves by staying at home uh, however there are situations where we advise them not to hesitate to come out when the government is facilitating their travel to our hospital uh, they can call 108 they can call our hospital ambulance only when they think they are severely breathless they have severe chest pain they have severe palpitations there are episodes of falling down unconscious except for these severe conditions if they have simple mild increase in the breathlessness or swelling in the legs or increasing fatigability you can always contact me or my colleagues in the hospital over the phone over the social media and then we have been extending them some kind of a help over the phone and uh, it is again i should have, uh, the, the emphasis should be only when you think it is really intolerable you should be visiting uh, the hospitals staying back staying back at home and respecting lockdown will help them will help them uh, significantly there is one set of uh, patients whom i deal with uh, more often and these are the patients of heart diseases who have got uh, implantable devices in the form of pacemakers or even life saving devices called the defibrillators or some devices which will help them to overcome the heart failure symptoms these devices need to be checked of course compulsorily at a regular intervals but that compulsory checkup of these devices is applicable only during the peaceful time only during those times when is ordinary time but we are witnessing an extraordinary time and my request to all those patients who have got their devices whose visit to our pacemaker clinic or to the the, the centers where their pacemakers is going to be checked may actually postpone their visit to the pacemaker checking clinics beyond this lockdown period except in two situations one when they have been told that the pacemaker has reached a battery change time because there is an end of service that has been explained to them and the pacemaker has been told that it is reaching end of service during the lockdown time of course then to be coming to the hospital to change their batteries those patients whose pacemakers and other devices have been told to be changed because their battery has reached something called elective replacement time they 
can easily postpone their visit to the hospital for the change in the battery because if the doctor had told them that this is an elective change in the battery, they may actually postpone their visit beyond the lockdown period. Um, there are patients who could have afforded something known as remote monitoring unit with them. These are the patients with the remote monitoring units. They can be told very confidently to be very, very comfortable and without any anxious, without any anxiety because we've got to inform them that their pacemaker units are continuously monitored by us at our center and those centers where they have undergone these devices where the remote monitoring facility is available. So bottom line is only when you think your symptoms of severe breathlessness, severe chest pain, palpitations, falling down unconscious abruptly, and such instances only come out of the house or just respect the lockdown and stay back. And if your doctor had told you that your pacemaker needs an urgent battery change, then only you would come to the hospital. If the doctor had told you that you can have this generator replacement electively over a period of one to three months, then please stay back at home and do not come to the hospital. And if your pacemaker is remotely monitored, you are at an advantage because your battery status is continuously is continuously monitored uh, remotely. Could you please explain remote monitoring to our audiences and how this technology is evolving here in India and abroad? Remote monitoring of health is becoming the new trend across the globe. And to begin with, remote monitoring technology has been adopted with uh, some electronic devices, for example, uh, the ones what we do for our heart patients when they require uh, the pacemakers or heart failure devices or devices which have been prescribed to prevent sudden cardiac death. So typically they're called pacemakers or CRTs or defibrillators. These all uh, are electronic devices which could be implanted can be monitored remotely um, uh, by a technology called remote monitoring. What actually it means, the patient has his pacemaker planted uh, uh, in, in, in his body and then he would have left for home. However, with the digital technology, with the internet technology, all the information what that pacemaker has gathered would send to the center where the pacemaker was implanted. It is very, very convenient for the patient because he's so reassured that the doctor actually lives within him in the form of a pacemaker. So all the data that is stored in the pacemaker regarding its functionality, regarding its activity, is all stored in the device. And through the internet, uh, the information comes to the physician or to his colleagues or to the paramedical staff, and any serious event is going to give an alert uh, to uh, the caretaking uh, team. 
So those patients who have these remote monitoring units need to not to be worried at all because it's one of the greatest of the technology which helps these really sick with these devices monitored remotely by the doctor. They can all be reassured that only when there is a call from the remote monitoring center, they should step out of the house for their care with respect to the function of the pacemaker. When it comes to uh, how this technology is being adopted in the country, well, we should remember uh, that they, uh, the pacemakers, when they have this ability to be monitored remotely, comes at a cost. Uh, because it increases the cost of the device, um, there is a reluctance by the patients to adopt this technology. And it is also important that the center, which is looking at the remote monitoring of such devices, has this ability to have a, uh, a team comprising a minimum of two and preferably three who can monitor uh, their patients remotely uh, 24 by 7. Um, the remote monitoring of such devices is considered almost mandatory uh, in, the, uh, in the developed countries like, say, uh, USA or in some of the European countries. But uh, to make this as a mandatory um, requirement for the implantable devices in the country, uh, it, is, it, is, it takes some time uh, because the acceptance has to increase, the affordability has to increase. But this is one of the greatest of the technologies to monitor patients remotely. And very soon, um, we are going to be monitoring uh, almost all patients and including even individuals because uh, these patients are, uh, even, even the normal people, if they were uh, some electronic gadgets, not necessarily implantable ones, they can all be monitored remotely and then the technology also improves to an extent that they, uh, the, the, the authorities can, or the, the experts can tell them, you do not have to worry about what data your uh, variable uh, electronic gadget is telling you. You you leave it to us. We are looking at your uh, vital parameters all the time, and only when there is an alert from your site, you may be concerned. This has time. You be reassured. That is what is going to be the technology in future. And, 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 and I, I look forward to uh, this waning of this pandemic, you know, restoration of the normalcy, and this digital technology with respect to the healthcare uh, becomes a reality very soon. How does COVID-19 affect the heart? Which category of patients should be worried? Uh, well, um, uh, COVID-19 infection, fortunately, uh, by and large, is benign. Uh, if you look at the mortality because of COVID-19, one thing is very reassuring, and uh, that is the mortality rate is just between 1% and 3%, and maybe if you take specifically the elderly, maybe it is touching 10%. But what is important uh, is uh, that there is the... the the rate of spread is so very much uh, that even if 1% mortality is going to hit the population of uh, 1.3 billion people, you know, we are going to be inundated 
three days and uh, uh, the pandemic um when it comes to the 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 affliction of uh, the heart because of uh, covid-19 it is it is usually at the end stage of the covid-19 infection um heart uh, somehow is seeming to be uh, more immune to the assault of this coronavirus is usually the respiratory tract is the lungs which are getting infected first and later on some of them including the kidney and other the last one to be hit uh, with the heart but unfortunately if it hits the heart that becomes the major reason for mortality uh, it can it can cause the weakening of the heart the muscles may become weak and uh, and the rhythm of the heart may not be okay the pulse rate may not be okay it can be it can be very very slow requiring some support to maintain the heart rate or it may actually make the heart rate to go very very fast as to cause some kind of cardiac arrest fortunately covid-19 does not affect heart primarily but it is over the course of time uh, usually at the end stage the heart is affected but the problem is um the 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 drugs which could be used uh might complicate the issue because uh, all the drugs which are being considered uh, you know presently investigational or experimental or or from some desperate reasons for example chloroquine or some antivirals uh especially in those patients who are already having a heart disease and then they are taking multiple medications and uh, if there is uh, this this covid affecting the heart on top of that you have uh, drugs like chloroquine and other antivirals and, and patient taking some other medications uh, for example cardiac medications anti epileptics anti diabetics this this cocktail of the drugs on the background of covid infection Um, may not be very very good to the heart heart rhythm may go terribly terribly wrong which may cause which may cause cardiac arrest or or significant weakening at the cardiac function chloroquine and hydrochloroquine which are emerging as treatment options for covid-19 are said to have side effects which affects heart rhythm what are your views as an electrophysiologist on this uh well uh, not only as an electrophysiologist uh, uh, but also like a ordinary physician i have a great regard for chloroquine because it is one of the wonder drugs uh, it has it has been uh, the primary agent uh, to treat uh, a few conditions uh, typically in our country for malaria and of course for uh, some some other uh, immune mediated diseases like systemic lupus erythematosus what's called sle or rheumatoid arthritis it's it, the hydroxychloroquine is one of the time tested and most effective medication for uh, the conditions like malaria sle and rheumatoid arthritis it is so very widely used and with uh, very very rare serious adverse events and maybe there are some common adverse events in the form of intolerance with respect to nausea lose motion lose motion etc um however uh, what is very sad 
is uh, that there is uh, there is an increasing uh, belief among the general public that they may take it without prescription a chloroquine with or without another antibiotic typically azithromycin because of the social media um, advocacy that azithromycin and the hydro hydroxychloroquine may actually protect them from acquiring this infection has led to a significant concern among the heart specialists and typically the electrophysiologists because uh, even the government admits uh, that when uh, uh, when they are advocating uh, uh, hydroxychloroquine for the prophylaxis they mention that it is a desperate means it is investigational it is only for those people who have been exposed significantly to the infection and today uh, there has been a government directive uh, that the the drug uh, uh, has been included in uh, schedule h1 classification uh, meaning uh, that the hydro hydroxychloroquine should not be uh, sold at the pharmacy without a prescription from a registered medical practitioner and it is a duty of the pharmacist to keep a record to who that has been uh, given because the so called unscrupulous uh, use of uh, hydroxychloroquine with or without other medications may cause a very very serious adverse event in the form of uh, uh sudden cardiac arrest even though the incidence is extremely rare um why normal people without any indication should be falling for that the the situation is so alarming uh, that the that the most of the pharmacies across the country now running out of stock uh, of uh, this hydroxychloroquine tablets uh, there are many many patients uh with the SLE and rheumatoid arthritis they actually require um hydroxychloroquine almost every day and it is sad to notice that those patients who are in need of hydroxychloroquine are not finding this uh, medication in stock at the pharmacies and i'm glad that the government has brought this um, uh, this notification that it should be included in 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 the schedule x1 classification um uh, i i urge uh, people not to go and fall uh in trap uh, because uh, the social media is telling that the hydroxychloroquine with azithromycin protects you from 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 uh, this covid-19 infection uh which is very alarming that the the stock piling uh, is taking place with respect to this medication hoarding is taking place with this medication and in fact uh there are reports uh that um uh, that without clear indication uh, taking hydroxychloroquine with or without some other antibiotics has actually caused sudden cardiac arrest in patients who are apparently normal so so we all should be very very cautious not to go in for self medication 
If at all, if you think you require protection for some reason, I think every single individual should consult the local doctor only on the doctor's prescription. They should take any medication. Self-medication with respect to hydroxychloroquine, hydroxychloroquine specifically is, is dangerous. On a final note, what is your advice to thousands of your heart patients who are locked down for the next 18 days or maybe longer? Well, uh, you know, uh, my heart goes out to all of them. My shouts go out to all those people who are in the front lines of this healthcare. I, all, I always join them with the prayers that this lockdown actually ends and the normalcy restores. And since that time, I would like to tell thousands of our heart patients uh, that keep hope, continue to pray that this pandemic doesn't hit um, our country uh, and that we do not break this lockdown rule. We stay back at home. We remain calm. We remain safe. We all practice the uh, personal hygiene very rigorously and help people to understand the importance of being locked down. Uh, only when you think you, you, you really require help uh, from the hospital staff, when you have got previous breathless, you have got some unconscious episodes, you have got pain, then only venture out of seeking help in the hospital. Or else, stay at home, keep calm, keep praying, and if in doubt, almost all the physicians are available on phone, on social media, or maybe video conferencing, maybe telemedicine. There are so many options. You please venture out to the hospital only when you think the doctor had advice to venture you out. It looks like this lockdown period is going to be over as determined by, by another uh, few days and then the normal physicians, and we keep praying, and we be remaining optimistic. That's what is my message to all those patients, and all those people who are taking care of these patients. Thank you, sir, for sharing your time and your very useful insights. It has been a pleasure having you on this special COVID-19 pandemic podcast on therightdoctors.com. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's my privilege. That's all for now. We will be back again in our next episode with another leading specialist, a master in his or her field of medicine. Till then, stay tuned to the Right Doctors Podcast channel. We are available on all leading podcast platforms. Till next time, this is Swati Joshi saying goodbye. Take care, wash your hands regularly, maintain safe distance and follow whatever directions your health authorities are giving you. Stay home, stay safe. Goodbye for now. Insights from the world's best medical minds. This is the right doctors.com.